and welcome to the Spaceport America podcast with me, Alice Carruth. I'm the Public Relations Coordinator for the New Mexico Spaceport Authority, the state agency that manages Spaceport America. And today we're going to be talking about the 2022 Spaceport America Cup brought to you by Sierra Space with my guest, Cliff Olmsted. So Cliff, you joined me on the podcast last year and we were talking about the 2021 Virtual Spaceport America Cup. Uh, this year we are back in person for the fifth year at Spaceport America. What can we expect in this year's rundown and schedule and how will it differ from having a virtual competition? <laughs> well, the, the most obvious answer is it's in person. Um, uh, the, uh, the fact that we're back together is just huge. So the last in-person event, as you know, was in 2019. So it's really been, what, three years since we've had an in-person? That is kind of mind-blowing event. Uh, so it's a, a big change uh, coming again out of our COVIDness and trying to uh, get out from under that, right? Um, so we're super excited. The, the obvious difference, aside from being in person with the virtual event, is uh, teams get to show up and fly their rockets and uh, try to hit their target altitudes as close as they can. And, uh, and it's really a competition for... Uh, at that point, the, the the kind of culmination of the engineering competition that they've had throughout the whole academic year, and then as they fly and hit their targets, that will really seal the deal and put them in the running for uh, top prizes, uh, the top awards. So anyway, very exciting. So for those people who don't know about the Spaceport America Cup with our partners, ESRA, which is the Experimental Sounding Rocket Association, which you are the president of, I describe the cup a little bit like the NCAA of academia competition, only it's really bigger. Can you kind of put it into words what the Spaceport America Cup is and why we get so many teams from across the globe excited and, and, and participating in this event? Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, you know, the Spaceport America Cup has really become an international, uh, internationally recognized competition. The, the, aspects of what we emphasize both in terms of the ability for teams to come together and build a rocket and fly it that's that's one piece of this competition the other significant portion is they have to show their engineering capability and they have to prove to us that they've done the engineering analysis the design all the information that has to come together so that they can safely come out to spaceport america cup and actually fly their rocket uh it's uh, also, one of the few competitions in the world for rocket flying where we have the ability to get up to 30,000 feet in altitude um, and uh, that teams can come with a variety of different rockets and be able to fly those. Uh, other countries certainly have uh, limitations in places where uh, they are allowed to fly or where what their maximum altitudes can be. And uh, so it's really exciting for both our international teams and our domestic teams to be able to come to Spaceport America Cup. The, the, the biggest difference, I think, too, is uh, thank you to Spaceport America. We have phenomenal facility and, and basically a place to be able to conduct this competition, have it be safe, have facilities available, and, uh, uh, and really be able to pull everybody together. So anyway, it's, it's very good. It's very much a partnership we're proud of because unlike college sports, I'd say majority of those students do end up in aerospace careers, which is why Spaceport America supports this because we're hoping that eventually those 
people go on to become professional and want, when they need facilities, they'll come back to us. But this is also sponsored by some huge names this year, Sierra Space, Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin, Honeywell, Raytheon. Why do you think they sponsor a cup at Spaceport America? Right. Good question. And, uh, you know, hats off to all of our sponsors. I, I think that Certainly the sponsors we recognize, I think everybody recognizes that these are really top students. They're, they're coming through uh, their engineering programs from their colleges and universities, and this gives them the practical experience to apply that and then be able to put that on a resume and come out to be able to step into a new job position with that already under their belt. I know uh, the company I work for, Aerojet Rockdown, is one of the sponsors. Um, we see that. We see resumes show up with uh, interns and uh, college applicants that have that there. And it really helps to uh, give a new person that leg up just in terms of being able to step into a new role and be able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, be effective right off the right off the bat. It's great. And I think for those sponsors that are thinking about getting involved in the cup in future years, it is the most hands-on recruitment opportunity you'll ever have. So you get to see the students apply themselves through the, the delivery of presentations because we do a white paper day where they're in front of judges, am I correct? And then they get to come out to Spaceport America and launch and recover. So you get to see the full spectrum of design, um, what safety standards they're putting on board, how they present that, and then how they work together on a team for launch and recovery. So touching on that schedule, what is it people can expect in the 2022 Spaceport America Cup? What are the dates for its example? Sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, let me pull up the calendar so I make sure I get the dates accurate, too. So uh, it's coming up right fast. Uh, it's the week of June 20th, but the competition actually starts on June 21st. And the way this uh, competition is geared is the first day, that's Tuesday, June 21st, is what we call conference day and technical presentation. So all the teams are at the Las Cruces Convention Center. Uh, they create poster sessions. They actually bring uh, portions or even their entire rocket uh, to the convention center to be able to show that uh, it's uh, a great time for our judging personnel and other volunteers to get interact with those teams. Uh, the, the teams themselves and the sponsors are there at the convention center, so they get to uh, have that interaction with the sponsors and vice versa so that uh, uh, everybody can kind of get to know each other. The next days are essentially heading out to the vertical launch area at Spaceport America and getting ready for launches. So the first rocket launches will occur Wednesday afternoon, June 22nd, and we continue flying uh, through the day on Thursday, Friday, and about half the day on Saturday. Uh, and Saturday evening then is the award ceremony where we give out the, the prizes uh, and uh, trophies for the coveted Spaceport America Cup uh, uh, overall winner trophy, as well as uh, place awards for the uh, OGs. There's uh, place awards for uh, uh, best category, uh, best rockets in each category, as well as technical awards for uh, you know, capability and engineering prowess that's been demonstrated. So you kind of touched on it a bit then. How do you decide who is the best team out of 116 that have finally got to this final stage this year out of 150 that were selected? Is it the highest? Is it the, the biggest? How do you select that winning yeah. team? 
Right. Yeah. Good question. Uh, it's 116 teams. And by the way, we'll have already, uh, I think we've got over 1400 students signed up that will be in attendance at the event. So it's just going to be a, a phenomenal turnout. The, uh, the selection process for, and the criteria for judging is actually in a, a complete rules manual on our website at soundingrocket.org. And what we do is we actually don't give a prize for the highest rocket so it's not just come build a rocket as big as you can and fly it as high as you can get it we have specific target altitudes at 10,000 feet and 30,000 feet and we uh, keep track of how close each team gets to their target altitude and the closer you get there's kind of a sliding scale and if you if you hit the mark that's going to get you the most points for that portion of the competition the way we've also geared the competition is it's kind of splitting the points in half uh, half of the points are all around your technical report, uh, progress reports that are submitted throughout the academic year. We review those for content and uh, the level of detail inside those reports. Then the other half of the points is all about the quality of your rocket, how well was it built, how uh, uh, certainly uh, close did it get to its target altitude, and, and some other factors that we consider. So uh, we really try to make it as holistic as we can. Um, and emphasize the engineering aspect, not just come build a rocket and go fly it. So you sort of touched on it there. This is a, a year-long process, really, for, for the students, but also for the people that are involved in this competition. So beyond what we do at Spaceport America to gear up for the launch days, what you do at the Experimental Sounding Rocket Association is also a year-round um, voluntary-led um, system program. Can you talk a little bit about how it is that you managed to get all of these great judges, what these guys come, you know, the background for these judges and what it is that they do as part of this competition? Yeah, sure. We have a huge uh, group of volunteers. Um, Ezra itself is entirely volunteer run from myself on down. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm very uh, pleased to say and my hats off with a huge thank you to the huge uh, group of volunteers that have, have been working to support this. Uh, and so we have really quite a variety of volunteer expertise. A lot of our um, volunteers that are with us throughout the course of the year have experience in high power amateur rocketry, whether that's through the Tripoli uh, organization, which is one of the uh, uh, you know, high power rocketry organizations. Uh, there's also uh, NAR um, and, uh, and uh, their expertise. So those are kind of two of the big groups that have been helping us uh, on, on their basis. And then we have people like myself who I actually don't have a background in high power amateur rocketry, but I come from an engineering background and uh, we all kind of pool our capabilities together to work with Spaceport America and work with in our, you know, talk amongst ourselves really to help coordinate what it takes to put this event together. Because as you said, it starts at the beginning of the academic year. So the fall of uh, each year is when the competition actually begins. All the teams apply. There's a selection process because we don't have the physical capacity to just accept all the teams that apply. And, uh, and then it's a matter of, uh, matter of managing the, uh, the teams, their technical contributions, and coordinating, as you said, for the in-person event. So I kind of mentioned a little earlier about how we had 150 teams that were finally selected early on. How come we've had so many that have pulled out? Can you explain a little bit about the problems that a lot of the teams have faced this year? 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, the um, uh, coming out of COVID, we're, we're still not totally there, right? Everybody wants us to be done with this uh, with this pandemic, uh, but it's still got its grip. So what that means is it's been difficult, especially for some of our international teams, to get the visas uh, through the the system um, and be able to get uh, the you know be basically allowed to come to the states. So that's been a struggle. Our international teams, uh, not all of them, but some have had to had to drop out. So we, uh, you know, we work with them as much as we can to provide invitation letters and what whatever they might need. Uh, but ultimately, if, if they can't get the visas, then then they have to drop out. Uh, there are occasionally some teams who, uh, for technical reasons, uh, basically may not have their rocket ready to go in time for the competition. So they'll drop out too. So we see some of that. And this is a pretty typical kind of year uh, in the sense that there's always some teams that drop out. And I think we have a few more than maybe we would certainly like to see in terms of uh, the international teams. But uh, the good news is we've got 116 teams out of 150. Uh, I think that's phenomenal. That's more teams than we've ever flown before. And as we gear up and we're already setting our sights on 2023, so it's going to be even bigger than and uh, can't wait. So very excited. And for those people that can't come out to New Mexico to watch the Spaceport America Cup, what steps is Ezra going to be putting in place this year to make this accessible so that people can kind of get involved? Sure, yeah. Well, um, uh, the, I think the primary aspect is we want to bring this to uh, people to be able to see this competition. We don't want to open our event to the public to be on site because of safety concerns. We're, we're setting a, a limit on how many people can be there in person. But one of the big things that we're doing that's a huge change for this year, and it's been a lot of work, by the way, thank you very much, Alice, for your help in that, is uh, gearing up towards live streaming the actual event. We will have a live stream uh, on YouTube. We'll make that available um, for public to be able to see. And, and the reality is you'll be able to see way, way better on the live stream what's happening, uh, not only in terms of the rockets that launch, but what's happening behind the scenes uh, as teams are getting ready. There's, there's kind of multiple things. One of the things that we're doing that's really exciting and a big change this year, we've never done this before, is we'll be live streaming the whole event out at the vertical launch assembly area. And uh, that's been uh, a really quite a significant undertaking. And my hat's off to you, Alice, for, for helping us kind of work through some of the technical challenges with that. And uh, what that means is uh, instead of spectators coming to the actual event, you can watch online. And the reality is you're going to see way, way, way more detail uh, online on the live stream, uh, both when rockets are launching and also behind the scenes. Uh, with interviews of people out in the field, we'll be able to see uh, teams as they're putting their rockets together out uh, in the desert. And then, of course, the launch uh, activities themselves uh, with commentary uh, than you would ever be able to see in person. And the other aspect, too, is that helps us uh, make sure the event is safe. Uh, we want to limit the number of spectators on site at the event. 
and uh, and really may be able to focus our energy on uh, teams, make sure they're being safe and operating. And uh, so, you know, there's been a lot of work to establish live stream capability, both in terms of uh, accessing the internet and and obviously the just mechanics of streaming. But uh, we've got cameras, we've got the ability to uh, uh, move cameras around and and see what things look like from different angles. So anyway, it's very exciting, and uh, uh, that's going to be one of the most significant changes for for how we kind of bring you to the uh, be able to participate in the event and people can come to the convention center as well on the first day so they're if they're interested in finding out about what kind of rockets are on display and learning a bit more about the competition that is still open to the public on tuesday between 9 a.m and 5 p.m and i also want to give a little shout out to nasa space flight who i believe is going to be helping you guys out as your sort of backup in case anything goes wrong the thing is we are in the desert it's a hundred plus degrees every single day outside so you are correct it's probably far more comfortable to be watching the live stream but that also comes with complications for some of the equipment you guys are using so i'm really hoping that the nasa space flight team can help you and be that backup in case anything else goes wrong so if people want to read a little bit more about the spaceport america cup where can they find that information uh, well, there's two places to start. Certainly, spaceportamericacup.com. That website has got uh, kind of the, the high-level information about what the event is, what's happening. Uh, if you really want to know and look in the details, uh, you can check out the Ezra website at soundingrocket.org. And that site is entirely dedicated to the, the, the behind-the-scenes, essentially, the technical requirements and what it takes to uh, be you know, able to form a team if you're a, a university or college and what the rules actually look like. Uh, you can see all that there on our website. So those are two great places to go look. I'm also going to give a little push for your social media as well. So you can find Ezra's social media on Facebook um, and the Spaceport America Cup social media. Both are really great at keeping updated on all the activities that are going on. Um, is there anything else you really wanted to touch on for the Cup, what people can expect this year or what we're going to be able to do for next year? Um, let's see. Um, I think... Uh, I don't know if there's anything especially that we haven't already covered. I've just am really excited that we've got the uh, number of teams that we have and the number of participants that we have that are coming to the event. I'm super excited about our sponsors. We've really got a great group of sponsors and, Honestly, without them, this event could not happen. The, the sponsorship, not only, you know, is there kind of a, a symbiotic relationship, you will, right? Students who are nearing graduation from college can, can get some ex exposure to sponsors and the companies they represent. Uh, and sponsors get to, to kind of interact in that sense. Um, the other aspect is that uh, it helps keep the fees for the teams low. And it really facilitates the ability for teams to be able to come to this competition and participate at the university and college level. And uh, anyway, that's just uh, fantastic. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and if you want to find out more about the sponsors, you can go to spaceportamericacup.com and then we have a list of all the sponsors that are participating this year. So massive thank you to them. Thank you very much, Cliff, and we will speak to you all soon in another podcast episode. Thank you very much. Um, see?